Al last week did a great job on spiritual gifts as he talked about the reality that we all have gifts. God made us that way. Every one of us is made in the image of God. And so we have gifts to utilize in this world. Now, what's your gift? Probably not dodgeball. Mine's running. All right? So not everybody can play dodgeball the way that this guy did. Um, Some of us are runners. Like, I'm known as the running guy. A lot of times, um, people will see me in my neighborhood or at the school where my girls go to school, you know, class, and they'll say, hey, Dave, I saw you running along Wilderness Stoke, or I, did I see you way over on this part of town? And, um, you know, we're like, okay, the gift of running, really, Dave? Come on. <laughs> doesn't, da- doesn't God have things, you know, an idea or a purpose that's more substantial than that? Well, if, you, if we could talk to Eric Lydell, he was an Olympic athlete many years ago, back in the 20s, and we've heard the story through Chariots of Fire, but he believed that part of his gifting was his athletic ability. He said, I believe God made me for a purpose, but he also made me fast, and when I run, I feel his pleasure. So he actually ran for God. He felt and experienced God's presence when he ran. But when we think about it, running is just kind of a, it's just a personal thing, right? It's a, it's a gift that we get to enjoy, but doesn't really impact other people in a positive way. I, mean, I don't know about you, if you run, uh, you probably don't have that many people come up to you and say, oh, I'm so inspired by your running. I mean, I, I hardly ever get that. I mean, I mean, occasionally I get people who say, hey, Dave, I'm kind of ticked about your running because it reminds me that I should be out there doing something like that. All right. Well, you may have a different kind of gift. Maybe it's reading. That's a personal kind of thing where you can read really, really fast. Or video gaming. I'm not sure exactly how that benefits you or connects you to God, but it could be video game. It could be eating. Your passion is eating. Or it could be sleeping. You say, when I sleep, man, do I feel connected to God. So we're all chuckling. These are personal things that may help us in our relationship with God. We may feel connected. We may, you know, when I'm out running, I talk to God, I have conversations, I pray, I get clarity on things, but it doesn't have a whole lot of benefit to other people. So what are the gifts that God has given us? What are the gifts that God has given you that will be a benefit to others? And the question is, how do we identify that in ourselves so that we can utilize our gifts? Because ultimately, our gifts are meant to be a benefit and blessing to other people. So here's what Paul said to the early church in Romans chapter 12. He's talking about gifts, how all of us have gifts to utilize. He says, for the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. But rather, think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body. And each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace 
given to each of us. So what does that mean? Well, when we look at Romans 12 and we look at 1 Corinthians 12, and there are some different places you can go in Scripture, there are um, you know, kind of a, a list of some of the gifts. Not all the gifts, but some of the gifts. And they're gifts like faith and service, hospitality, generosity, leadership, teaching, mercy, compassion. And what God is telling us is that every one of us has a gift that we're to utilize for the good of the church. So that means when you and I have, uh, when we have a faith commitment, when we put our trust in Christ, we're a part of his body. And we need to use our life or kind of submit our life to being a part of what he's doing in the world. Um, Well, I think we connect with this even in our culture because Right, you know, we go through schooling, we start work, and we've all taken some kind of gifting inventory, right? To get a kind of a feel for how we're put together. Um, and God makes each of us in a particular way. But this is kind of a higher level uh, or a higher focus of our purpose and how we use our gifts because we're connected to Christ. If you have faith, you're connected to Christ. It means. Uh, as we've been talking about over the last few weeks, you're also empowered by His Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. When we have faith in Christ, God comes to live within us. He makes His home with us. And therefore, it's not just our life, but it's the life He's given us to use for His good and what God wants to do in the world. So then it's the Holy Spirit who begins to help us to grow in our gifts, to understand, to identify, to develop, and help others through the gifts that we use. Now, um, I want you to get this picture because it's a powerful picture. So Jesus, um, he came into our world to restore right relationship for us with God. But then he left. After his death and resurrection, he went to be with the Father, And then, as the Spirit of God was poured out on us, anybody who follows Jesus, and the church, we have this image where we are His living presence in the world. We are the body of Christ. Can you say that with me? We are the body of Christ. And I want you to just let that set in. We look at our, you know, our little life, our life that seems insignificant a lot of times, and we wonder, what's my purpose? What's my value in this world? But Paul tells us, and Jesus talked about this, that we are truly his body. We are members of his body doing his eternal work in this world as we use our gifts. So you have a significant part to play in what God is doing today in the world. That's pretty cool. Now, when I think about this text, and I think about the body of Christ, and I think about how Sundays can be such an encouragement to me, um, I was thinking of a person this morning, and um, her name's Iris. She's, uh, you know, she's been a part of Rock Hill. She's probably been a part of the body of Christ for the longest amount of time of any of us here at Rock Hills. And what I love about Iris is she has this incredible gift of faith and encouragement. And when I see her on Sundays, 
She always makes me feel good. She makes me feel connected to God as she encourages me. And each one of us has gifts to use to benefit other people that way. All right, so um, I'll talk about a couple of my gifts, and then we'll uh, make some connections for you as well. So I have the gift. I'm up here because I have the gift of teaching. Well, hopefully I have the gift of teaching. Otherwise, you're going to be watching your watches, and you're going to be out of here pretty soon. But the gift of teaching. Early on in my faith, when I made a commitment to Christ, I was in my early 20s, and um, you know, I was beginning, beginning to read the scriptures really for the first time in depth. And I was, I was just so interested in understanding theology, the study of God, understanding how the scriptures were put together, you know, the history and the different writers and the messages of scripture and you know, trying to figure out why it was so important. And then ultimately, that was preparation for me so that I could learn to communicate God's word in the way of Jesus, in a clear and hopefully encouraging and compelling way. But the thing about any of our gifts, and with my gift of teaching, was it, it takes time, it takes work, it takes practice for us to develop our gift and our giftings. Because it's a lot of work to make a message clear. I can remember, um, I mean... There are all kinds of messages I'd like to throw out over the years. But early on, when I was communicating and trying to communicate clearly, it was tough because I was still just trying to figure it out. But that's a gift, a teaching gift. I have a leadership gift as well, which means I love to gather groups of people so that we can focus on some kind of purpose that God has. And so, you know, as a leader in the church, you look for ways that God's already at work and things that God wants to get done that we can be a part of. And you start to gather people around that, that mission. You start to gather groups of people so that they can play parts in what an overall organization or church is trying to accomplish. And that takes practice. It takes time as we develop our gifts. Right. So you start, I want you to start thinking about your gifts, the things that you're interested in, the, the, uh, the things that make you feel like, yes, I feel so connected to God when I think about this or when I do this. Now, here's a couple of things that we have to uh, keep in mind as we think about our gifts, whether it's faith, generosity, serving, um, you know, mercy, praying for people, I mean, there's all these different things that we can be a part of. Hospitality, having people to our house, helping out on Sunday, helping the body work well around Sunday service. Um, what are some of the things that can get away in the way? Well, one is this. Sometimes, and some of us feel this way, we feel confused or uncertain about our gift or our gifting. We're not exactly sure what part we play in the body. And what can happen when we feel like this is we can become, you know, kind of uh, disengaged because we're afraid to use it or to try it or we don't know where to fit in. And I want to just tell you today that you need to use it. You need to, uh, you know, get clear on what your gift is or your gifting um, and then ask for help. You know, um, that's one of the things that Adam will be doing other leaders here at Rock Hills, allow us to help you to find that spot, that place where you can grow 
in utilizing your gift. Because it benefits the church. It benefits other people. We need everybody pursuing that. And so, you know, we can, you know, easily disconnect just, you know, just being unclear, being fuzzy, being insecure, but God doesn't want us to live that way. Now, the opposite side of that is we can have an area where we're gifted and it can become a source of, of pride. Like, you know, I'm, uh, you know, if I'm thinking I'm, I'm a leader, I'm up front, um, I can think, wow, I, you know, I got this. I get to do this. And yet, when I'm up front or any of us have a leadership role, it's a privilege. As we look back at the text, here's how Paul talks about it. He says at the very beginning, he says this. He says, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith that God's given you. And he's just he's, he's saying, be humble because that's how we all learn to use our gifts in a more powerful way, because the Spirit of God is working with us. Um, the way Paul talks, and I didn't read this yet, but the way Paul talks about this text at the opening of Romans chapter 12, I think really sets kind of a good foundation for us. Here's what he says. This is for each of us as we follow Christ. In the first two verses, he says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy. God has given you his mercy, his grace. He's poured it out on you. He's called you to be a part of the family. And because of that, I want you to offer yourselves as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So that all we do becomes worship as we live for God. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind as you understand how God has put you together and what it means for you to be a part of the body of Christ. Now, another trap that we can fall into when we look at the church is we can say, you know what, um, I don't like that the church does this, or it's, it's easy to get critical about stuff that happens in the church. Why? Because the church is full of human beings, right? Sometimes we hurt each other. Sometimes we um, do things that are not helpful to one another. But we have to remember that as Paul talks about the church, and as we see the church develop in the New Testament, that the church is still God's body. It's Christ's body in the world, and that's how God gets his work done through us, even though we're broken human beings. He's calling us together to learn to serve one another, to submit ourselves to other, and to find our part so that we can encourage other people and engage in what God has for us. Um, you know, I've, I've tried to live in isolation, you know, lots of times in my life. Even using a gift that God's given me, I've tried to just use it on my own. In a way that I... Uh, I want to illustrate this, this this morning is like um, when I do projects at home, um, you know, I'm a pretty average construction guy. I mean, I can watch YouTube, I can figure stuff out, um, but I've found myself at times doing projects at my house. You know, I'm afraid to ask anybody for help. I don't want to bother them. And I find, I find myself getting stuck. Now, one time I was doing a drywall project and I was up trying to put drywall into a ceiling. You know how heavy that is? 
I was trying to do this on my own, and I was up on a ladder, and I had my nail gun and the board, and I was trying to get everything positioned right, and what do you think happened? Fell on my head. We need each other. Now, I want to, I'm sharing that because um, yesterday, uh, now Gilbert, who's, he's the head of all of our setup takedown here on Sundays, he is, he's got the gift of leadership. And so he had, uh, he texted me, contacted me, he said, hey, Dave, I know you're getting your house ready to put in the market. Uh, I know you're working on a lot of projects. We would love to come and help. And so he organized a work team to come out and help yesterday. And it was awesome because this group of people came and accomplished what would take me probably 10 days, and they did a lot better than anything I could have done, and they knocked out four or five projects at my house, which is a real gift to me, a real blessing to me. But they utilized their gifts. You know, some was, you know, clean up stuff, putting mulch down, painting, doing some construction stuff that needed to be done. Um, and you know how I felt? You know, here they are. They're here, to, you know, to help, to love us. I felt so good. It was like I was at a point in my house project where it's like, how is this going to get done? And then they came along to help, and I felt so encouraged in the hope to say, okay, we can get this done. Well, that's what the body does. When you and I live in the body, and sometimes we are on the receiving end of it, other times we're on the giving end of it, as we offer our gifts of faith and service and hope and hospitality and generosity, and there are just so many different ways that we build up other people in the process, and we make the body strong. And when the body's strong, you know what happens in our community? People notice when the body's strong, when the church is strong, people around us notice, and they want to be a part of it. They're drawn to the body of Christ. I've seen this so many times uh, throughout ministry, and I think back to my, it was the first church that I was a part of, and it was, uh, it was a cool experience for me, because I was brand new in a full-time ministry position, and this church uh, they'd been on a property for, I don't know, probably 40 years, and they were outgrowing this, this property, and they were moving to a new one just a few miles away, so they were building a whole new facility. And what was, it was, you know, a huge project, but what was cool about was to see all of the people in the church, I mean, a huge percentage of people in the church coming around to support that move. They, uh, they gave financially. I mean, obviously, some had uh, a lot more to give substantial, uh, you know, financial gifts to that new building. But what I found uh, really encouraging was the large amount of people that gave financially, whether it was a little or a lot. There was huge participation. And people would come out when we were on that, you know, trying to get the new property set. And all the, the work that had to be done, you know, on the outside of the facility, uh, there were people doing painting projects, people doing cleanup projects, some doing brick projects. I mean, there were just all these different things, decorating when things started to get put together. All these different projects that were getting done, and the body came around and worked together. And that's what makes a difference in the world. So I want you to know this today. Remember we said a little bit ago, we are 
the body? Well, as you live by faith, you're part of the body. Your life matters. Your faith is significant. Your gifting is important. And you may say, well, you know, I can't, um, I can't, you know, serve or lead or teach or I'm not as generous as that person. But that doesn't matter because God just wants you to use your gifts in your way. And that means for some of us, we just need to come along somebody else who that we, you know, we admire and we look up to and say, hey, will you teach me? Can I learn from you? And you know who those people are as you're kind of around the church. People that you say, you know, I think I have that gift and I, I want to learn from that person's experience and from their life. Um, so I, I want to wrap things up with the graduates. As I think about this, um, we, we have a number of high school graduates and I would love for uh, y'all to come forward right now because I'm going to pray with you. So high school graduates. If you just graduated, come up front, even if you're surprised by this. Come on from. I won't have you sing or dance or anything like that. All right. Come on up. Come on up. Hey, congratulations. You are now taking a, another step into adulthood, right? Right? You excited about it? Nervous? Feel good? Yeah, all that, yeah. Um, but I, I want you to know that as you live by faith, you're a part of the body. And you, um, you've been called to be a blessing to other people. And so as you take this next step into college or work or whatever the next uh, uh, point is for you, God's going to be with you. God has uniquely gifted you and if you're around, that means you get to still be a blessing to us. But we want to let you know that we're going to be praying for you if you're going out. And we're praying for you here as well. Um, so let me, let me pray for you for a moment. And then we're going to close things up, okay? Lord God, I'm thankful for these uh, young men and women. Uh, for their, their lives, their, their faith. And uh, even as they take steps into this... Um, uncertain future of whatever's next. Even if the next step is clear, they don't know what is going to be beyond that. I pray that your, your presence will give them the strength that they need, that their faith will allow them to look for ways that they can be a part of what you're doing, whether it's in Rock Hills or another church. God, that you will encourage them. And Jesus, we know that you're not going to let go of them. You'll be there with them. You'll lead the way. And Lord, um, we just want to continue to offer our prayers for them. And we pray this in Christ. Amen.